Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Our coach today on Inside the Coach's Headset, sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent, is none other than the what we'll call legendary coach of the DeKalb County High School girls basketball team as well as the softball team, head coach Danny Fish. Coach Fish, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, coach, you know, uh, your, uh, your, reputa- your reputation precedes itself when it comes to uh, athletics here in the Upper Cumberland. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the teaching profession and uh, a little bit of uh, about your athletic background yourself. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a born and bred DeKalb County native. Uh, graduated uh, DCHS in '96. Um, you know, was played dual sports. I played baseball for Coach Joey Reeder back in the '90s, and then uh, legendary Coach uh, Danny Bond in uh, men's basketball, and uh, you know was. Pretty decent at both of them, I guess. Was good enough in baseball to be awarded a baseball scholarship in college and played two years at Motlow State Community College for uh, Hall of Famer Don Roten. Um, after that time, I, I, you know, because it being a JUCO and a two-year school, was able to get another scholarship, which was a full tuition scholarship to Tennessee Wesleyan College, which was an NAIA school in uh, Athens, Tennessee. Um, you know, that's kind of how my playing career went and had a good job, did a good job, had some fun, uh, met a lot of people and, uh, uh, majored in PE, uh, health and, uh, park and recs, uh, recreation there at, uh, Tennessee Wesleyan received my bachelor's in 01. And that's kind of how I got into coaching. Uh, the last year I didn't have any eligibility, but I still had to do some student teaching. And, uh, my sister, she was also an athlete too. She played at Vol and, and then played at Tennessee Wesleyan. She was a fast-pitch softball player and um, started just kind of volunteering around with their team just to kind of be around with her and hang out with her and help her out, And you know, that last year. And uh, kind of ran into my first job right there. The, the coach liked some things that I was doing and helping out, and uh, he needed an assistant. I needed a job. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to go into public education yet. So, uh the next year, I got hired on at Tennessee Wesleyan College as uh, as an assistant softball coach and uh, was doing outfielders and hitters, and uh, that's what I played in outfield. I was a center fielder and leadoff guy, and, uh, you know, that kind of ran into something else. Uh, we The first year I was there, we were, uh, uh, we were you know, conference champs, and uh, I, I was the head coach for the JV team, and we went 16-6 and six in my first JV season, and I was 22 years old. Um, and when that J, that JUCO or that JV season was played against JUCOs like Cleveland State, Chat State, you know, Walter State, all them Tennessee JUCO teams, and had a really good year, and was actually doing some lessons up at the Diamond Sports Academy up in Harriman, Tennessee, and um, um, had a uh, I was out fishing one day, and uh, you know, uh, AD from Maryville College called me, Randy Lambert, and. Um, asked him how he got my phone number and uh he said that he had a uh he was interviewing for the women's 
uh, head coaching position there at Maryville College for fast pitch softball, and uh, um, the he called the mutual reference on the people that he was interviewing. Well, the mutual reference wanted to talk about me, so he gave him my phone number, and he called me, and uh, the next day I was up there interviewing for their job, and uh, two days later, you know, there I am, the youngest head coach in Division Three that year at 23 years old. Um, stayed at Maryville College for about seven years. Uh, won about five championships while I was there, and uh, felt like it was time to, to to maybe make a change and try to move up the ladder. And there was some things there that that you know I needed uh, because I was getting married and I was had my first child. So there was just some support systems that I was looking for, and uh, uh, ended up finding those at Union College and. Uh, Barberville, Kentucky, working for Darren Wilson, who is the athletic director at Georgia Gwinnett, Georgia Gwinnett College right now in uh, Gwinnett County, Georgia. Um, ended up going there, was there for three years, uh, was asked to take over a program that only had two winning seasons in 15, 15 years total. My first year went right in there and uh, had, had some good players and you know, I don't know what we were doing, but we finally uh, kind of came through at the end and ended up winning the uh, Appalachian Athletic Conference uh, Championship. It was the first one in their school history, and uh, because of that, we was awarded to go to the NAIA World Series down in Decatur, Georgia, which was a first for their programs. Uh wasn't a first for me. You know, at Maryville College, I, I did uh, basketball and softball, and, you know, basketball, we had like four – four NCAA bursts while I was there in four years. You know, I worked with point guards and shooting guards. And, uh, you know, in softball, we were able to uh, to make it to the NCAA national tournament uh, two different times. So um, it was kind of good to see going to a place where they not had a lot of success and those kids worked real hard and then to see some success. Um, and then, you know, I was there for three years and uh, uh, my wife, dad he used to be the coach at coffee county central high school he used to be the uh, head softball coach at the terry floyd uh which is a legendary coach around this area too in softball and he uh he came down with a liver disease and uh he was having to have a liver transplant and you know being five hours away from home we were uh we were we weren't home much you know every holiday stuff like that but you know the older you get the more family means to you because you know that you're kind of getting down that road of of getting close to being older, you know, and uh, not being around your parents and stuff anymore. But um, so he was he was on the transplant list, and we really wasn't sure how much time he had. And, you know, me and my wife had been praying about it and thinking about it, and finally we just took a leap of faith, you know, and uh, went in there and handed the, uh, the AD my resignation, and he asked me what I was going to do. I told him I didn't know, and... Uh, um, Lo and behold, we, we came back to Smithville uh, here in DeKalb. And that first year I was back, you know, we got back in July. And in July, you know, if in education, you know, most of the jobs are filled up by then. And uh, I was kind of, um, I wouldn't say burnout, but I was kind of just tired from coaching two sports for about, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, you know, I was either had, I was either coaching basketball as my secondary sport, and then when I went to Union, I was an assistant athletic director overall game management. So I handled all the sporting events at Union, and there's like 22 sports, and you know that becomes a that becomes a monster in itself when you're doing stuff like that. And uh, 
So I kind of probably needed a rest. So, you know, maybe God looking out for me, telling me that I needed a rest. And I sit out that whole year. And uh, that whole year, Coach Bond here at the Cab, he was coaching softball. And, you know, my sisters played for him. And I played for him. And he was trying to get me involved over here. Um, You know, I did a little bit of substitute teaching just to make a little bit of money um, when we got back and got settled. But, uh Ended up helping him for that year, and then, you know, the next year they added a position at Northside Elementary, and he got me a, you know, I got that job over there, and I was helping him um, for, you know, I helped him for four years, and out of those four years, three years, we went to the state tournament, you know, and had the best, two best records ever ever come through over here at DeKalb County. I, one year, when, I, when we were working together, we won 40 games, we were 40 and 8, went to the state tournament. I think we finished sixth that year, and then the last year that he coached, uh, we were like 38 and three or four, and you know, two of those games that we lost were in the state tournament, and finished in the final four that year. Um, you know, after that year, Coach Bond retired, and of course, that was the same year that that Joe Pat Cope had resigned here in basketball, and um, they kind of kind of goes together. Kind of funny is that they hired me for the softball position they hired another guy uh, luke kennard who is actually jimmy miller's assistant at livingston uh he was working here and they hired him and um he was driving back and forth from livingston and i'd already got the ball rolling with softball you know getting that stuff going and doing some different things and uh we was in here one day in the office just sitting here waiting to go home and kathy bryant who is uh dr kathy bryant now she works in the central office she was our principal she comes down and tells me that Coach Kennard uh, had accepted a job at Livingston, you know, because that was his hometown. A job popped open. He applied for it, and, you know, they hired him. And you can't ever fault somebody for taking a job in their hometown, especially when they're having to drive basically 50 minutes to another job. Right. Uh, but, but that left the basketball program without a coach. Um, so she come in, and she said, I know you got experience, and, you know, we'd like to not have to – to look further than inside our building, you know, because if we do, you know, it's and it was September, you know, we're not really sure what we're going to get or who we're going to get or what. So I said, okay, so uh, I'll take it for one year, you know, and I'll do it for one year, and then you guys can come back and reevaluate and, you know, make a decision after the season's over. So, um, you know, kind of nerve-wracking for the kids, you know, not, you know, basically playing for three coaches in a matter of about four months. And, um you know, that's kind of how I fell into to both of these jobs here. And, you know, with, with basketball and softball, there's been some ups and there's been some downs. But, um, you know, we've really enjoyed it. And, you know, personally, I've really enjoyed being back in my hometown and wearing my colors again. And, you know, my kids going to the schools that I went to and, you know, some of them teachers that I had, you know. Uh, um, so it's been really uh, remarkable for me and a good experience and, you know, We've also been able to to be you know successful. Uh, you know, running in the last year, we were running on uh, five consecutive district and regional championships for softball. I mean, we finished second last year, and uh, um, so that streak got broke. But we started another streak last year uh, with basketball. You know, able to to make it to the region again, and then we actually finished regional runner-up and won our sectional, and was able to make it to the state in basketball for the first time since. 1965 actually the first time in DeKalb County high school basketball history but 
um, the girls and the boys had been a couple times when we had the Smithville High School. You know, we were all se- separate then, mm-hmm. Smithville High School and Liberty High School and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the the brief background of, of how I, you know, kind of got into coaching and, you know, kind of where I'm at right now. So, Well, you're listening to the head coach of the DeKalb County Tigerettes, ladies basketball and softball coach Danny Fish here on Inside the Coach's Headset, brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Uh, I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Coach Fish, uh, obviously, through through that, you've seen a tremendous amount of success. And in a lot of respects, you've had a career path that a lot of other coaches uh, have not had usually – when they get up into the college ranks, they've caught they've uh, uh, caught a job or t- and and coached at the high school ranks first, where you're just kind of somewhat the opposite. Uh, some of the some of the things that you've seen and that you've taught through there. What are what are the things that you have really instilled in your programs that you have been taught in order to see this success that you have uh, that you have been able to generate in the places that you've been. Well, I guess, you know, uh, one one characteristic, you know, we'll talk about a couple of them, but one characteristic is uh, perseverance. I mean, uh, you have to constantly persevere your entire life, you know, be persistent about what you're doing, uh, be detail-oriented about what you're doing, um, you know, because there's going to be doors that slam in your face, uh, but you don't want that to stop you. You just want that to make you more determined. Uh, you know, so we, we talk about our kids about being, you know, being able to persevere and being persistent on things. Uh, also, there's no replacement for hard work, um, you know, and, and work ethic and dedication. You know, I mean, if you're going to be good at something, you have to do it. Uh, you, it's just not going to happen. And, and, you know, people that work hard, um, they like that grind. You know, that's what I tell people. You know, uh, my uh, uncle is Harold Luna. He was a legendary coach here back in the 60s and the 70s at DeKalb County and you know he's still uh, on the TSSAA for one of the highest winning percentages in the history of his coaching career and uh, he asked me one day at a family reunion he said uh, what do you like about coaching and I told him the struggle and he said what do you mean by that and I said the struggle the everyday struggle you know or are we going to be able to get our boots strapped on every day and are we going to be able to grind through things that don't go our way? And I, you know, I think that's really a characteristic that these kids need uh, when they get out of school because you know life's not life's not uh, it's a roller coaster. You know, it's not good to you all the time. But mm-hmm. and, you know, if you don't put if you don't put in that work and you don't stay persistent with your thoughts and with your enthusiasm and with your work ethic, then you know you're not going to have a chance to come out of that. And uh, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, when, when our when our student-athletes leave DeKalb County, and that's just not for me, that's for all the sports, and even our just the people that don't play sports, people that are my PE class, that's what I try to tell them, you know. You know, you're going to have to work for what you want, and uh, you'll get what you work for. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, you need to work a little bit harder. Don't Don't play the blame game. Don't point the finger, you know. Every morning, you know, put your clothes on, strap your shoes on, Lace them up, look in the mirror, and say, you know, I'm going to make today the best that I can make it. You know, if you make one tiny step a day, it's still called progress. So you just want to put one foot in front of the other and try to try to achieve your dreams one step at a time. And, uh, you know, I believe that we've been able to be successful on, you know, just following some characteristics like that because we stay really 
focused and centered, uh, focusing on small uh, pictures instead of the overall big picture. You know, I tell my teams all the time, uh, I tell them to look around at each other. Um, you guys are like a puzzle now. It's my job to make sure all the pieces fit together, and then we'll get the picture that we need. Um, but they have to stay uh, humble, and they have to stay centered, and they have to understand that, you know, it's my job as the coach and as the uh, navigator of the ship to uh, kind of, you know, critique you and make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing. That that goes for class. That goes for your attitude. That even goes for their, you know, social relationships that they have with the other students or, or whatnot. You know, I'm always kind of monitoring those things to kind of keep those kids on the right path and, uh, make sure that they uh, have the ability to be, uh, you know, um, functional citizens when they, when they get out, you know, the best thing that they can say is when I get a call saying, Hey coach, you know, I'm getting married or Hey coach, I'm having my first child. You know, it's like next weekend, I'm going to a wedding in Owensboro, Kentucky of a kid that played for me in 2010. And I'm, you know, I, I love those calls, you know, that's, that's the connectivity that we have within our program. And, that's when I'm the happiest, you know, is seeing these, these girls, uh, you know, become great mothers and became, become great uh, wives. And that's, uh, you know, and, and productive citizens. That's, that's really what we're trying to do here. And you're talking about the connectivity uh, between the coach and the player. And I've sat in the stands and watched you coach basketball. I've actually umpired one of your softball games down in Woodbury yeah. uh, when you're playing Cannon County. One of the things that I've always noticed is is that your kids, no matter if it's basketball or softball, you have a connection with them that when you say something, they take it to heart, and they want to play not only for themselves, but they respect you enough that they want to play for you and make their coach proud. And I think in such a day and time where uh, there's so much social media, there's so much exterior noise that is that is really influencing kids, uh, especially high school kids these days, how have you been able to maintain a good connection with these kids to get the uh, the, the most effort that they can possibly put out for their team and for you as a coach well a couple couple different things there amos is that you know we got to make sure that the kids understand that they're playing for something more than themselves okay um if you if you're on a team and just like we're on our jobs we all have certain responsibilities that we have to uphold to make the overall product the best it can be you know and 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 you know, I'm very truthful with the kids, but, you know, I developed that relationship for them to where when I'm talking to them about, you know, speaking the truth is what we tell them is, you know, they don't take that. They take it more as a parental truth than, you know, somebody just getting on to them. You know, I, I'm here to help the kids and uh, they know how much I help them. You know, uh, uh, I, I tell them all the time, if you guys can outwork me or if you guys work as much as I do at being good at what I'm trying to do, then, then we're not going to have any problems at all. We're going to have a good year. Um, but I really believe that they buy in because they see how much I work, too. You know, um, I've played for coaches that it felt like the players just done everything, you know, whether it come to field maintenance or picking up around the gym or this, that, and the other. We really try to get them to believe and and in uh, the ownership. This is your program as much as it is mine, if not more. I mean, you're putting in a lot of the work, so – uh, once you get kids to take ownership of their program, 
um, I feel like they'll play a lot harder for that program because they feel like they have a hand in everything that happens. I mean, my kids decide practice times. My kids decide, you know, once a week we have a captain's workout where they design the practice plan. So they really feel like they're involved in where the program is going and what direction. So I think because of that ownership, they, you know, they, they really have a handle and they connect a little bit better. Plus, you know, we meet a lot. You know, I meet with my kids. I'm always talking to them about what's going on. And sometimes, and most of the time, it's not even about the sport or what they need to do better. You know, I want to get to know my kids. Just, you know, they know I know them. Okay, so I, I know what they're doing. You know, I spend more time with these kids than their parents do, especially like one-on-one. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they just see that and they feel that and they know that I'm genuine about it. And genuine is, is a big deal. You know, they think I gen- they know that I genuinely care about them uh, as a person. And, you know, my and I tell them all the time, I, you know, during the game, I may get upset with you about something that you did, but as soon as we walk out and the game's over, it's over. We're just going to go to game mistakes in the next practice and work on what we need to get better at. But, you know, I – I know that it's a game, and, you know, it's it's just a game. Uh, I'm not going to um, – my personality and the way that I treat my players is not going to change whether we win or lose. Um, now, if they're not making their grades and they're skipping class and they're doing something, you know, yeah, that's going to that's gonna change our trust level and that's going to change our relationship. But as long as they're upholding that end of the bargain, you know, that's what we really want, um, you know. But we, uh, we, we preach family and we do a lot of stuff together, so – um, I, I really believe that that really helps us, you know, connect with one another and, uh, you know, actually genuinely caring about one another, you know, keeps you together. So, And, and that kind of leads me in. This is a question that I, I love asking all the coaches that I talk to um, and, and really finding out uh, just what they – how they sit and, and center themselves in, in their coaching uh, philosophy and, and – working with these kids, if there was one thing that uh, you could ask any of the players that have been through either one of your programs, softball or basketball, and they said, if there was one thing that I took from Danny Fish, what would it be? Um, he loves us. Um, we preach on that, you know, loving each other for who we are, not who for, for what you think they should be, okay? Um uh, we love in our program. Um, I think everything in the world, to be honest with you, comes back to loving one another. Um, a lot of times, you know, we try to put put things on people that they can't do. You know, I don't ask any of my players to do anything that they can't do. And uh, um, I love what they do, and I try to make it specific in what they should do to help. Um, but, you know, our, my kids know that they love, love that I love them and that, you know, they know that I'm dedicated to, to making them the best that they can be. And, you know, because I'm trying to work to make them the best they can be, and you know, it helps our programs be the best they can be. But, you know, I'd say that love is the best thing in our locker room. I mean, we really and our kids really love each other. Um, and that was really the biggest reason that, you know, we were we were able to go to, you know, as far as we did last year. Is I mean, the locker room is pretty inseparable. And then, you know, that we had good senior leaders that, you know, took care of a lot of stuff within the locker room that I didn't have to handle. Um, and that's when you know that you got some strong leaders within your locker rooms is when you don't hear a lot of noise as a coach and you can really focus on the, 
the X's and O's of whatever you need to do to get better to win games. Um, but, you know, we, we love each other, and, you know, that's probably one of those things that, that they would say about me. So, Well, Coach, I, 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 it's genuine because you can see uh, just from my perspective in watching you and watching these teams, uh, you do care about these kids, and these kids care about you, and they care about this program. So thank you very much for joining us here on Inside the Coach's Headset. Uh, best of luck to you, and, and hope to see you uh, Hope to see you soon. Hey, I appreciate it, Amos. Thank you for uh, for calling. I'm, I'm here anytime that you want to do it. And then, uh, you know, good luck to you all, and I appreciate everything that you do for us and the Upper Cumberland Athletics. All right. Thanks, Coach. Have a good one. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.